If I can say anything about Adrian, I have known him since I started my company in 2019. He is one of the coolest people I've ever met. He's so woke and I've been able to hear him speak live in person twice. And when I tell you it is so quiet, you can hear a penny drop. It's insane. He's just so good at what he does. And he's such a capturing speaker. And not just that, like he has his own really inspiring health and fitness journey that inspired him to start his own company and he just does such an amazing work and i think the thing i love about him the most is that it's not just health and fitness it's health and fitness and like some serious ass mindset if you want to follow him more he does have a, a podcast that i even tune into called the mind and muscle podcast he's just yeah, i'm just gonna stop <laughs> take it away yeah. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So the podcast is the Mind and Muscle Show. So make sure you put the word show. Uh, anyway, anyway, what's going on, everybody? So as you already know, um, I am. I like to say I am a, a a force of energy that likes to express itself as Adrian. So I like to call myself Adrian. I guess that's what my parents put on me. So that's who I am. Or that's who I, you know, definitely I put the label on and I yeah so basically what happened is this after I lost about 91 pounds everything really changed for me in terms of like wow I can do like a lot with this I feel like I can help a lot of people with this as well and uh, simply because of that I ended up starting Mind and Muscle and that took off and before you know it um, I mean, before I even knew it, I ended up finding myself, you know, getting speaking invitations and starting to do all kinds of things. I was recently just invited to go speak at Texas A&M and I've never been to freaking school. And I'm just like, are you sure you want me to go? And after I about 70, 80 pounds on my into my weight loss journey, I really discovered a lot about what this is. And once I took that on, that's when I realized that this is way more than just fitness. And so what I'm going to preface this guys with is, so first and foremost, my goal here today is to, by the end of this call, that you feel like a fire within yourself to the point where you're like, man, the goals I set are maybe just a bit too small. I think I can do way more than what I just said, because trust me, your goals are probably, probably underestimating what you can really do. So one thing I do want to share here, too, is that I'm not a teacher of any sort. I'm not here to teach you guys anything. I'm simply here to share a perspective with you guys with the hopes that this perspective penetrates you to the core deep enough to the point where this perspective helps you take your life from where it's at to where you want it to go. And everything I'm about to say, these are not my teachings. These are simply things that I've just discovered. And I was like, huh, I guess the universe kind of told me these things. So let me go ahead and just share it with you guys. Now, another thing I want to go ahead and preface is I am very woo-woo, okay? I am very into the whole spiritual realm and all of that. So I'm not sure if you guys are into that at all. But what I do ask of all of you, and I strongly, this is not me saying you have to do this. But one thing I strongly encourage you to do is to completely consciously open your mind. Because if you come into this, if you sit down for the next 45 minutes or so, and you have a very close grip on your way of thinking and your way of being, this will be a waste of your time. 
I can absolutely guarantee you that. And because of that, because I like really care about your guys' time as well as mine, I just felt like it was necessary to go ahead and say that. Because some of the things that you're going to hear today may not be things that you, you're used to hearing, or they may be things you've heard. But one thing I do encourage all of you guys to do is to pay attention to the sensations of your body, specifically your chest and your gut area, your heart and your gut area. Pay close attention to those areas of your body. If you feel any form of any form of an emotional pull or any kind of um, sensations within that as I'm going that are not triggered by thought, because you know how we sometimes we we think and it causes a feeling. So if like you're just listening and I say something and it kind of just like it hits, follow that feeling. That's curiosity. I strongly encourage you to follow that curiosity. And one thing that I can share with you, I can tell you guys as well, is your mind, this may surpass a lot of your analytical thinking. I'm going to try to keep it as logical as I can possibly keep it. But this is going to surpass a lot of thinking. But the body is an intelligent force on its own. The body knows. The body knows what's real and what's not. Have you guys ever met somebody? Like, okay, so let's let's say you have like a really close friend. And then they bring like their new boyfriend around, the new girlfriend around, or one of their new friends around, and you just get an ugly feeling. And you're like, hey, I don't think you should hang around with that person. Something just feels off. And you don't even know who that person is, let alone know their name. And you're just like, hey, still, I probably shouldn't be hanging out with that person. And then they're like, la, 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 la. And then sure enough, something happens. And you're like, oh, I told you. Have you guys ever had that kind of feeling where you called something way before it actually happened? Yeah, you know what that's called? That's called intuition. Your body has an intelligent force of itself. How do your cells know? How, how, does, how does your cell in your organ know to operate like an organ and not like a, I mean, to operate like a, like a lung and not like a liver, right? So clearly, whenever you cut your skin, something heals it. So there's an intelligent force here. So I strongly encourage you to pay close attention to both of, these, uh, both of these areas. All right. Now, aside from that, let me go ahead and let me just. I didn't like really prepare much for this. I don't prepare a lot for my speeches at all because I feel like whatever comes through comes through exactly when it was supposed to for exactly who it was supposed to. So. Let's go ahead and let's see whatever's coming through right now. But one thing is today, Jayana wanted me to talk about how a little bit about like something that can help you guys break through any mindset barriers to reach goals and to like reach your goals on a consistent basis because you're either chronically hitting your goals or you're chronically not. Right. And so what my hope here today is to help you chronically hit your goals in a completely different way. So again, I strongly encourage you to just get the little whatever, whatever whatever little grip you have on your mindset and just open it up and get really curious for a second. Okay? Adrian, can I say one thing? Absolutely. And to never or and to hit their goals and to ditch the person who got themselves in that situation forever. Boom. All right. So that's going to help me out a little bit more. It's a little cherry on top there. Let me just get some water before I go on. Okay, so let's talk about why you don't hit your goals. Let's talk about that first. Why don't you hit your goals? Now, a lot of you guys might say, well, I don't really hit my goals because of this. 
I don't hit my goals because of this. Well, you know, I try to do this, but because of the economy crashing, because of COVID, because of this, because of that, right? Then you start to like kind of make, I mean, they sound logical, they sound justified, but to be really honest with you guys, they're just excuses, right? So I want you guys to really understand that if you're not hitting your goals consistently, there is something that is leading to that because there is a cause and effect to absolutely everything. A lot of people mainly live on the effect side of things. They're like, oh, well, this is happening. This is happening because of this, because of this. Now, if you're living like that, if you enjoy it, feel free. Like, I'm not here to, like, tell you the way you're living is wrong. If you enjoy it, go ahead. But if you want to be, like, a part of the 1% of people in the entire universe that actually get where they want to go, then I'm going to encourage you guys to live on the cause side and absolutely immerse yourself in the cause side of reality and not the effect side of reality. So what I want you to do is I want you to take full responsibility, full ownership of every single aspect of your life. Now, when I say responsibility, I mean radical responsibility. I mean, whenever COVID happens, can you take responsibility for that? Now, whenever I say responsibility, people think in terms of fault, my fault, your fault. Whose responsibility is this? Right. And so you're like, oh, well, the COVID is not my responsibility. But if you go down and you look at the word responsibility, all it means is your ability to respond, your ability to respond. Right now, if one of my clients, like I have a client in India. So right now, if one of my clients in India gains 10 pounds in a month when he wants to lose 10 pounds in a month. I'm going to take full responsibility for that because I can still respond to that. Right. When something happens across the globe, right, like when COVID happened, I took full responsibility for COVID in terms of the way I responded to it, not falling into fear, not putting all these barriers up and saying, you know, what, the world's kind of closing down. So I'm going to step off of my mission and take my foot off the get off the gas. Right. So it's, it just comes down to taking full responsibility of your life. So if you can't get past the full responsibility part, then everything else I'm about to say is just about to go right through your ears. All right. So if you're at least you're willing to take full responsibility of everything that's happening in your life, I mean, everything from the bump that pops up on your skin. I mean, everything. All right. So if you're not hitting your goals, it must be because you're acting in a certain way. Right. If you're acting in a certain, if you're behaving in a certain way that's creating the result that you don't want, then it's because of your actions. Now, this is where most people mess up. Most people, they just focus on actions. They're like, you know what? I, every night, uh, every night, every night on my way home, I go to one of the fast food places and then I eat that Then I get home and then I eat half a tub of Ben and Jerry's. So let me change my actions if I want to start losing weight, if I want to start getting in shape. Let me change my actions. So then you start focusing on your actions and then what happens then, right? You maybe go for about a good week. Maybe even two, maybe even three, you may go for a whole 30 days. And by day 31, you find yourself immersed in Ben and Jerry's all over again. How many times, put your hand up if you have tried a new habit, you try to implement something, but within about 30 to 60 days, you were right back to doing what you were doing before. 
Oh, yeah. Just about everybody can raise their hand. Hey, look, I can even raise my hand. I can raise both my legs at the same freaking time because how freaking, mm-hmm. you know, guilty I am of that. So clearly working on actions probably isn't the most ideal thing to do. Can we like agree there a little bit? Okay, maybe just focusing on the action part is just not the most wisest thing to do if we really want to get to where we want to go. So this is where you start to reverse engineer, right? So look, I'm an entrepreneur. I set revenue goals, impact goals, things like that. So if I if I start planning for, for like my revenue goals for this year, I'm like, you know, I'd like to do a million dollars. So if I want to make a million dollars this year, how exactly am I going to do that? Okay, if I'm going to make a million dollars this year, my program is about $5,000, then I'm going to sell this many programs to get that. Okay, if I'm going to get if I'm going to sell that many programs, that means I need to hop on this many phone calls. Okay, let's look at how much let's look at my closing rate. Okay, my closing rate's about 50% for easy math. So, that means I'm going to need to hop on this many calls and I'm going to be able to close this many people. If I need to hop on this many calls, I'm going to need to be able to send this many messages or put this much money in ads and all the way back down. And then I took a year long goal and I brought it down to today's actions. That's what you call reverse engineering. You guys get that so far? Right. You start, you get the goal, you begin with the end in mind and you come all the way back in the same exact way. You do that with your circumstances and like your daily life that has nothing to do with money, nothing to do with numbers, nothing to do with anything, right? So now we got the action. Let's let's trace that back. Huh. This action happened because I felt a certain way. You're driving home and you feel not hungry, but I mean, you feel a little bit hungry, but you also feel like... Oh, screw it. I just kind of want to eat whatever. I just feel like eating something that's going to make me feel, I just, even, I just feel like eating something right now is going to make me happy right now, right? Because I'm feeling this way. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this. And then here we go again. Doesn't end at a feeling. It doesn't end at a feeling. It goes even further back. What exactly causes that feeling that causes you to act that certain way that causes that result? Huh. Every single feeling is actually... It's actually, you know, like before the feeling, there's actually a thought that leads to that feeling. If you study psychology, what you will see is that a happy thought sends a happy molecule through your body. Straight up. So your feelings are like, like, like if you guys were to stand here and start thinking of some super sad stuff, like just start thinking like of the worst, like the worst of the worst things possibly happening. You start feeling extremely sad, extremely sad, right? So, and that is going to cause you to act off of that feeling. It was going to create the result. So it's a thought which produces a feeling. So thoughts leads to emotions. Emotions lead to results. Emotions lead to actions. Actions lead to results. Results are what you like to call my life. Right. <laughs> Results are basically not in my life. Right. So, boom, it starts out of thought. Now, here is where most people. They, they're pretty close, but they're still they didn't they didn't dig further farther. Like they, they didn't dig far enough. They were three feet from gold. And so they just start. They stop there and they just, oh, my God, I think I found it. So they start 
working on the thoughts. How many of you guys have used some kind of affirmation of some sort? I am so happy and so blessed that I am a great money manager. I know that one like verbatim because I've used that one so many freaking times. <laughs> because I used to be a horrible money manager. But so we start trying to change the thoughts, right? We start consistently repeating these beautiful affirmations with the hopes that we're going to wake up one day and we're going to be acting off of them. I don't know how accurate this number is. I mean, I don't know, like, I, I remember maybe, honestly, this was like not even a full week ago, a few days ago. I was reading, not reading, I was listening to a podcast and somebody was talking about how affirmations are kind of, and they were saying that out of all the people, and I mean, like, again, who knows how many people they, they actually studied, but he said out of all the people in this study that said that they use affirmations, only one out of every, it was like one out of every 16 actually had lasting results from repeating the affirmations. So a lot of people didn't even repeat the affirmation. A lot of people didn't create what they wanted from the affirmations. Now, a lot of times, how many, how many times have you guys, if you, if you, if you've actually done, done some affirmation work, how many times have you said an affirmation and that little voice in your head is like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, they're like, oh yeah, all of us have, right? That little voice in your head, it's a little B word, right? Sometimes. And and what happens is you're saying an emotion, but on a belief level, there is no real belief in that, in those words that you're saying. So the only substance that they carry is not the substance that you want. <laughs> okay? So now. Okay, so just repeating affirmations all day isn't going to cut it. If just trying to change your thoughts isn't going to cut it, God damn it, Adrian, what's going to cut it? What's going to be the thing that if I take care of this, I'm going to get to exactly where I want to go, all right? So in order for me to answer this, let's look at the nature of your mind. So your mind, your when I say your mind, I'm talking in terms of, again, that, that voice in your head and all of that stuff. That mind, have you guys ever noticed that you have consistent patterns in your life? It's like a consistent pattern. Like here, okay, so here's a very specific pattern that a lot of people could probably relate to. I was dealing with this myself. A long time ago, I experienced a little high school heartbreak, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm never dating anybody again. That sucked. And so I turned into what people call like, you know, a man whore or something like that. And I started just talking to a lot of women started. And then every time I found myself getting really close to becoming like entering some kind of a romantic relationship, I would purposely obliterate my chances by either trying to find a good friend of theirs, start talking to them by saying something really ugly or just saying like, I would just completely turn into someone different and I would just try to ruin that relationship really quickly because some way, some level, there was a subconscious feeling of, hey, Adrian, ruin this chance so you can be safe. Because if you don't ruin it, guess what? You're not going to be safe. You're going to get hurt the same exact way, 
right? So that's just a small example. Another example is like every time things are starting, like, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, right? It's like every time things are starting to go good in my life, I self-sabotage. I do things like that. Every time I get a certain amount of money in my settings account, I blow it. And it's like we all have patterns in our life. It's like, okay. So if it got it, just a little word of wisdom, it pays a lot to pay attention to your habitual patterns. Pay attention to your patterns and like jot those down. Now your patterns are only happening because of, remember guys, your thoughts create your actions. So if an, if there's a habitual pattern going on in your actions, behaviors, that must mean there is an habitual thought process that is literally supporting that and enabling that to happen, right? So if your mind, everybody's like, everybody's mind has specific patterns. Everybody thinks in their own, like we all have different patterns. My pattern is completely different from Jayana's. Jayana's completely different from Pam's. Pam's completely different from Emma's, right? So we're all like, okay, we all got different patterns, but we all got, there's an analytical thinking process that's supporting that. Now, if you're, guys, I don't know if y'all knew this, but we think in between 60,000 and 75,000 thoughts a freaking day. Okay, that's a lot of thinking. Okay, but are you guys put your like put your thumbs up if you are, and put your thumbs up, put your thumbs down if you're not. Sixty to seventy-five thousand thoughts a day. Are you consciously thinking those, or are they just kind of happening? So, are you consciously thinking them, or they're just kind of happening? Yeah, they're kind of just happening, right? They're kind of just going on. So clearly, your mind doesn't even need you. <laughs> it doesn't even need you to initiate any thought process. So that means they're unconsciously happening. But why are they so strong? Why are they so consistent? Why don't they stop? Something must be supporting those habitual patterns, right? Because I can imagine you've never seen a tall building stand tall and strong that doesn't have an even stronger foundation. Can any building in existence stand up without a strong foundation? Absolutely not. So if these habitual patterns are consistently going, then there must be a foundation that supports that. This is what a lot of people miss. And what is that foundation? It's the beliefs that you hold. Like if you believe that life is hard, you have a lot of pessimistic ass thoughts that you like to call realistic. Oh, just me being realistic. Oh, I want to make a million dollars this year. You can't make a million dollars. What, what, what? Oh, no, I'm just being realistic. Got to be kidding me, right? So apparently there's something that's holding them up. Now, all of us have a core belief system, right? Your belief system creates your habitual thinking. Your habitual thinking create your habitual actions. Your habitual actions create your goddamn results that you call your life. Right. So clearly there is a belief core system here 
that holds up all of these thoughts. And we can have beliefs that that are they like they basically like they, they they contradict one another. We can have beliefs that contradict one another. Like, for example, one of the beliefs. Okay, so this okay, so this was a result that was happening. I want to show y'all guys in real life how I reverse engineered a result that was consistently showing up to find out what belief it was. And then I reprogram that belief. And I'm even going to give you guys a free tool that my clients pay a lot of freaking money for to help you guys change some beliefs. Would that be cool? Did y'all like that? Okay, I'll give you guys that. Um, but what I did was, I remember one night, I was stressed like no other. And I was like, I couldn't breathe. I literally felt like I couldn't breathe because of the amount of tasks that were on my calendar. I was like, oh my God, Adrian, you don't have enough time. And I consistently saw that I was fighting for more time. And I was like, Adrian, why do you never have time to do the things that you need to do? I was like, oh, my God, I never have time. So one night, I was like, all right, Adrian, it's time for you to walk the walk that you talk so much shit about. So this result, let's start reverse engineering. What causes this result? What action? Huh? The action of me planning all of these different things and laying them all in my calendar hour after hour, hour after hour, hour after hour. Okay, we got that action. Okay, what's creating that thought? Oh, I have so much to do. Okay, okay. Now, what's creating all of this feeling of not having enough time? Yeah, this was like real, this was like legit me sitting down with the pen and paper trying to figure this out. And I was like, what's creating this? And I just sat there and I was like, hmm, okay, I don't have enough time. I was like, I keep saying I don't have enough time. Clearly, that must be a belief. Why do I believe I don't have enough time? Hmm. I trace that back all the way down to the core belief that life is short. How many of you guys believe life is short? On something, yeah. If like right now, like I can imagine, like, well, I don't want to say anything. If you have any feeling of like, oh, I agree with that statement. That's a belief. And I was like, okay, if I think life is short, God damn, my days are going to be short. Like, no, shit, I'm never going to have enough time. And excuse my language, guys, this is just how I express myself. But I was like, of course, I'm not going to have enough freaking time. So I ended up reprogramming that belief. Right. And now I'm able to do like I ended my work day like three o'clock and I just been chilling and writing the last few hours and really enjoying myself. Because like, I've been able to create the time by just looking at things differently. Now, your beliefs, a lot of people also pass up their assumptions. Beliefs are cool because you, you become aware of them when you start becoming aware of Like a belief can be anything such as, you know, I'm broke. That's literally a belief, guys. Like I'm financially broke. That's a belief. All right. Like I was broke. Now I'm not. But my mind just switched. That was it, right? So I'm broke is a belief. I can't afford it is another belief. Um, I can't. That's a belief in itself. Just I can't. People take that on as an identity sometimes. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay? I've said it a lot. It's all right. You guys have said it a lot. Hopefully after this, you guys slow down on that, right? The only thing I say I, whenever someone says I can't, because I just set a goal this morning 
to reach to to impact three billion people. Thank you guys for participating. But I said I set an intention to impact three billion people by 2038. That's 17 years. I vocalized this goal, and that's that's huge. But I vocalized this goal to somebody, and they're like, Adrian, maybe you should set your goal a little bit lower because that's like that's a lot. I'm like, I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't because I, I got to hit that many people in this minute, in this amount of time. I don't know why 17 years to just hit. But anyways, so now there's a core belief structure here. Now changing, now these beliefs are typically like a story that you're constantly telling yourself too. It's like a story you're constantly telling yourself. Very common beliefs are life is hard. You can't trust anybody. Um, uh, uh, rich people are evil. Um, uh, here's another. Here's another like uh, really like um, really common one that a lot of people are gonna be like. Well, science says otherwise. The body grows old. As a body grows old, it grows forever, forever and weaker. It's actually a belief because there's plenty of evidence that says the exact opposite. Right. Um, another belief is that the body is, um, the human beings are susceptible to illnesses, all of these things, right? And these beliefs, they create, they create your behavior, guys. Like a belief also is nothing but a thought that you keep thinking. I'm going to tell you something pretty cool about your beliefs here in a second. But your beliefs create your behavior. Who here, when they were young, and don't lie, believed wholeheartedly in Santa Claus. I did. I literally did. Yeah. Okay. And if you still believe in Santa, I'm not here to say anything. Keep believing. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I saw your hand go up, Alexa. <laughs> but so let's say, so let's say there, let's say you have a five-year-old son and they believe in Santa Claus. Before you know it, they're putting cookies out, they're putting milk out with the hopes of a guy in a red suit coming down a chimney, he can barely fit down, coming down, throwing some presents, taking the cookies and leave, all right? But then the moment you found out, you know what, Santa's actually not real. You completely cut that behavior out. You see that? It's a very, that's like the easiest picture I could paint for you guys. Clearly beliefs lead to behavior. Beliefs lead to behavior. That's a writer down right there. Because when you understand that, now you're like, if I want to change my behavior, I'm going to change my beliefs. Now, a lot of the time, though, people struggle with changing beliefs. They really struggle with it because the beliefs became a part of their story. It became a part of their story. Now, who am I without this story? That is where it gets hard. Because nobody really wants to die. In the moment that you let your story go, it's like a death in a very real way. One thing I can tell you is Adrian right now. No, oh, let me pull this up. Can you give me um, access to share my screen? Dunzo. How dare you? <laughs> Anyways, this guy here is dead. Guarantee. That guy's dead. His entire life, 
his entire way of thinking, his entire, and Gangster Rap did make me do it, by the way, guys, but his entire way of thinking, his entire way of perceiving life and making decisions, it's gone. Like, I literally don't know that person. One of the keys to losing weight successfully and keeping it off forever, or not even losing weight, guys, one of the keys to getting to where you want to go is losing the person that's holding you back. The entire person. Now, let's look at the word person. This is where it's about to get a bit woo. So let's look at the word person. And if you guys don't believe me, look this up when you're done. The word person, the root word of person is persona. Now, what does the word persona mean? If you look it up, it literally translates word for word the false mask hmm the false mask guys like literally when i discovered that i mean a jaw just dropped to the floor i had to get a whole new jaw i was like oh my god this is on a whole nother level now i like this is like really starting to hit me then when i discovered what the word persona meant where the word person came from i was all like then the hell is wearing this mask? I was like, why can I go from that version of Adrian all of a sudden picking up a new mask and putting on a new identity? Like, guys, I want to share with you how that happened, how this whole 91 pounds happened literally overnight. Not 91 pounds overnight, but the person completely changed overnight. And I mean, literally. I opened up my door. At this time, I was unemployed. I was selling weed for a living. I was smoking weed for a living. Um, and I like did not have any aspirations. I just graduated. I was literally living on the couch. I was waking up at 3 p.m., going to sleep at 6, 7 a.m. It was ridiculous. And one day, this very fateful day, I texted. Oh, I get emotional because this was like a real, like, this was like the the V, V day, September 19, 2017. I texted my friend, I was like, hey, he lived across the street, literally across the street. I was like, hey man, come over, let's smoke, let's chill. He comes over, doorbell rings, I'm laying on the couch. I stand up shirtless. My shirt was hanging on, my shirt was hanging over my kitchen table hanging over one of my chairs on my kitchen table. For some reason, I didn't put it on. Thankfully, I didn't. I wanted to, but as I was going, I was like, ah, no, screw it. I just went, I opened the door. The words I heard just loud was, damn, Adrian, you got fat. Literally what he told me. This was my best friend at the time. And so I knew he meant it because this guy had me in his best interest because of how close we were. And we're still like, we're still good friends, but not like as close. But I was like, you know, ah, yeah, whatever, bro. Trying to blow it off, right? But this time it hit different. Like it really penetrated something. And I was like, God damn, man, that hurt. And the whole time we were talking, I literally couldn't pay attention to the conversation as we were in the backyard doing our thing, having a conversation. I couldn't pay attention to the thing that just kept echoing in my head was, 
damn, Adrian, you got fat. Damn, Adrian, you got fat. Damn, Adrian, you got fat. And that's all I heard. And I was like, Adrian, this isn't you, man. Because six years ago, man, you had a six pack. I used to be in like in, in seventh grade, the doctor told me I was about to be a diabetic if I gained another 30 or 40 pounds. If Adrian, you're literally a pre-diabetic. And I was 12, 13 years old. And I was like, whoa, I got to make a change. So I dropped like 40 pounds. And then I fell in love. And that went on for a few years. I found out she was having a baby from somebody else. That was the complete way to tear your world apart. So I just said, you know what? Screw it. Self-help, self-care goes to shit. I don't care. And within four years, I literally gained 100 pounds. Guys, that's 25 pounds a year. Talk about a blow up really fast. And so people really saw it. And I was like, Adrian, how did this happen, man? Like this, and I got really upset. And I just said, you know what, Gilbert? That's it. I'm going to lose all of this weight. I'm done. I'm going to lose it all. <clears throat> okay. He replied. Like, knowing I wasn't really going to do it. But I knew, yo, this is it. I woke up the next day. Guys, I used to wake up at like 3 p.m. I woke up the next day at 8 a.m. I went straight to my garage where I already had a weight set. Because remember, I was already in shape like four or five years prior. They were just dusty than a muffler, right? So I went in there, dusted the weight off. I literally have not stopped since. And this is where I'm at. So I, when I say I dropped the person, I literally did. Like very quickly. And then that just changed how I acted. Now, your person is, look at what a person is made up of. A person is made up of a bundle of thoughts, a bundle of emotions, right? Perceptions, preferences, likes and dislikes, prejudices, this is right, this is wrong. They're made up of a complete perspective. That's it. That's all a person is. A person is not flesh and bone. That's what we confuse person with flesh and bone. That's not what a person is. A person is the way somebody thinks, acts, behaves. It is a complete makeup of every, your personality is made up. Sadhguru says your mind is society's garbage bin. Right? Like your beliefs are not even your beliefs, guys. If you believe life is hard, that's because somebody around you, when you were a little baby, said life is hard. And you were like, uh, I, don't, I don't know any better. I don't have an analytical mind yet. I can't think for myself. So that gets programmed into the way I'm going to be. And I'm going to act based off of that belief. So your beliefs are not your beliefs. You guys are climbing up this big hill called life, trying to get to the top. But you're carrying a big old bag of caca. And it's not even yours. That's the coolest part. Like, why don't you drop the backpack? Well, I got so much press and stuff in here, but it's not even yours. You picked up the wrong goddamn bag, right? It's not even yours. So that makes dropping beliefs that much easier, right? So I came from a heavily a heavy Christian background. And when this dawned upon me, I was like, huh? Maybe that's not true either. Maybe I can find something else that resonates with me. 
So people have a hard time dropping beliefs because they can't drop a story because they're dropping themselves. So if you're not those thoughts in your head that make up the story you believe is true, right? Who are you? Those are the hardest three, that's the hardest question in the world to answer is who are you? Because anything you say is just that little voice in your head expressing itself out loud. Like me talking, me talking right now is literally just me thinking out loud. <laughs> That's it. So it's just that story becoming even louder the moment you answer who you are. Why do you think at the beginning I had a little bit of trouble saying I'm Adrian? Because I really don't, I really don't, I'm not convinced that I am Adrian. Right? I'm like, hey, mom, I don't think I'm yours. I came through you. I don't think I came for you, though. Like, I don't, I don't even like to call myself a fitness coach. Because I really, like, it's hard for me to. So that's when I started to ask, well, what is this then? So let's look at something. Your thoughts are really convincing that they're you, right? They're like very good at convincing you. Well, let's look at why you think it's you. Well, first off, it freaking sounds like you. Like, doesn't, doesn't that voice in your head have the same tone of voice that this voice has, right? If you, if you know Spanish or any second language and you start thinking in that language, it will go in that language. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God, it really does sound like you. So, of course, you're going to be convinced that it's you. And you always listen to that, that, that thought in your head because you're always right. Right, guys? If I sit here and I hold my hand out and I'm like, you know what, Christina, what do you see? You're going to be like, I see a palm. I'm like, no, I see the back of my hand. You're like, no, I see the palm. I'm like, no, I see the back. Because we're always right in the eyes of ourselves and wrong in the eyes of others. So you're going to really listen to that thought because, oh, my God, I'm so right. But what if that voice in your head actually wasn't you? Let me prove to you that it's not. We got this journal here, okay? This is my dream journal. I write down my dreams every, every morning I wake up because I try to see what they're trying to tell me. But it's really cool. It's my dream journal. So I'm holding up my dream journal here. Would you guys think I'm absolutely crazy if I said I am this journal? Right, if I was like, guys, who, who are you? I'm a journal. I'm this journal. Would you guys think I'm crazy? Come on, yeah, yeah, you guys would think I'm crazy. Why can you say this journal is not me? Why can you confidently say this journal is not me? You can confidently say this journal is not me because there is a clear distinction between this and that. Nod your head if you're following so far. There's a clear distinction here. So of course, you're not gonna say, Adrian, you are this journal. So there's a clear distinction here. What that, what that implies is that there is an objective and a subjective experience. 
right? There's an objective experience and a subjective experience. There is that which is being observed and there is that which observes. Yeah? So, if there is an objective and a subjective experience and there is a distinction between this and that, that must imply that there's a distance here. That there is a space here. Right? Now, if you were that thought in your head, why are you able to observe them? <laughs> Look at me and Dana on the same wavelength. <laughs> but if you were that voice in your head, why are you able to observe it? If I was this journal, I shouldn't be able to observe this journal. Yet I can. Clearly, you can observe your thinking in the same exact way. That must imply that there is a space in between your thoughts and you. Hmm? See, it's not so woo-woo when you break it down like that. Now, it's pretty easy to see. Holy shit, I'm not that voice in my head. So why are you letting it call the shots? If you were, I don't know, a captain of a ship, would you let your crew tell you where to go? Would you tell them where to go? You tell them. They listen. So within the next eight minutes, I'm going to do everything I can to put you back in the driver's seat of your life. So you can stop letting your thoughts call the shots. And you can finally start to call them. Like if you call the shots and not that voice in your head, just imagine how far you go. Like when I said today that I'm gonna impact 3 billion people in 17 years, that voice in my head was like, huh, that's not gonna happen. But I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling the shots here. So I'm gonna make this happen. You just shut up and sit here, right? Watch it happen too. Right? So, what is that then? I don't freaking know. I wish I did. I can only experience what that is. Just like you right now are all experiencing this observer effect. All of you are. I can't say what it is because the moment I try to, I distort it. Because I'm trying to turn something that is clearly empty into something. I can't put it into words. So what I like to say, people call it God. People call it the universe. I just call it life. I don't know what the hell this is. I don't believe I have a life. But I know I am one. I don't have one, but I definitely am one. 
So people struggle with getting where they want to go because they struggle dropping the freaking story in their head and they struggle believing in themselves. Whenever my clients struggle to believe in themselves, I'm like, hey, guess what? Stop believing in yourself. Then I don't need you to believe in yourself. Just stop. Because you're trying to believe in a person that you're trying to get rid of. And that person is the exact reason you are where you are right now. So, of course, you can't believe in that. But let me ask y'all guys this. Does your heart beat? Do your lungs breathe? Dana, just nod yes or no. Are you beating your heart? Alexa, yes or no? Are you breathing your lungs? Are you pumping them in and out? Say it kind of, right? You can, you can do it. But if you forget what happens, you don't just drop dead. They go. It goes. Christina, when you cut your arm and you get a little boo-boo, do you put your skin back together? Or does it? It just happens, right? Clearly, there's something way beyond intellectual understanding that creates anything at once. If you can't believe in you, if you can't believe in Ellen, Alexa, Beth, Emma, Trinity, Pam, Christina, Nisha, Jayana, if you can't believe in you, why don't you believe in that? Why don't you believe in life? Because if that shit can beat my heart and this can pump 60,000 gallons of blood through my heart every single day, damn, I would believe in that any day of the week over Adrian. That is what takes me where I go. So it's not like I'm believing in myself, talking myself up. I'm simply understanding, hey, Adrian, you're not that voice in your head. So drop it. In the same way I can take my shirt off and put another shirt on, you can drop that bullshit story and put anyone on you want. But I'm going to encourage you to not wear one and see where that takes you. If you want to experience whatever this is, sit down. Close your eyes and follow your breath. A lot of these things came to me simply through paying attention to this breath. Because apparently this breath is coming from life, right? People think you breathe like this. It's not inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. It's inhale. Gap, quiet gap, exhale. There's a gap in between every breath and there's a gap in between every thought. What is that gap? Apparently, it's the creator of everything. Your breath comes from nothing and returns to nothing. You follow it, 
You'll find the source of everything. Promise you will. Just follow it and you'll find it. And once you find the source, you can create whatever you guys want in life. I promise all of you. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you don't have. You're ready. I know there's something you've been waiting on. You're ready. Whatever that is, whatever you've been waiting on, whatever you've been procrastinating on, just go. You're ready. I promise you are. The same thing that took me where it took me is not separate from any of you guys at all. I don't believe in separation. Every, in the same exact way you guys are all feeling a deep emotion right now, I know a, a good amount of you probably are. I'm feeling it too. If we're all feeling the same thing right now, how are we separate? Okay, so thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Anyways, um, I want you. I want to give y'all guys something that you can actually run with and start to, you know, um, start to practice. Okay, so if you want to get your hands on a reprogramming technique that's going to help you remove a lot of beliefs and get some new ones in play, right? Can help you make a lot of money. Can help you get in the best shape of your life. Can help you find the love of your life. All of that good stuff. Okay, who wants that? Just go ahead and go to mindandmuscleacademy.com slash reprogram. I'm going to just drop that in the chat, mindandmuscleacademy.com slash reprogram. Okay, so I'll put this together for you guys. Go ahead and you can find it there. And if you want to follow my content, you can find me on um, Instagram, at Adrian Moreno 111. Um, if you want to go find me on my podcast, just go look up the Mind and Muscle Show. It is the Mind and Muscle Show. Make sure you put the and sign. Um, but other than that, guys, that's basically it. And if you felt if this if this resonated with you guys at all, um, I strongly encourage you to share what you learned with somebody um, or point somebody in the direction of what you guys learned today. This is not for me. This is for you guys. And I truly know all of you can do whatever you guys want. I promise. Okay. So I love each and every one of you infinitely, never, ever finite. I hope this hit home for some of you guys. Adrian, thank you so, so, so much. I know the girls definitely appreciated this and had a lot of takeaways. So what I will do is I'm going to link both of your, the website you gave us, as well as your Instagram. And then I'm going to have them drop their comments when I upload the video tomorrow as to what their takeaways were. And we're going to share it with you. Cause like, I yes, I'm like, please share it with me. It was amazing. My assistant coach was like, oh my fucking gosh, this guy <laughs> already in our little chat. And so, and I told them it was going to be amazing and you did nothing short of deliver so thank you so much we are so absolutely, absolutely guys and if anywhere i can be of service please let me know and thank all of you guys hold on let me see okay that's 12 out of 3 billion thank you guys for no, taking there part two more on but they're on the east coast in the slate where they are so 14 okay guys well 14 out of 3 billion all right now look guys help me with this okay if I just helped you turn the light on, go help other people. I don't need I don't need to help 3 billion people directly. Help me do it indirectly too. Okay? Okay. I love you guys. See you later.